You're listening to Sienna's Soliloquies. A soliloquy is a part of a play where the character speaks their thoughts and feelings out loud regardless of those around them. The purpose of this is to reveal important information or to learn more about a certain character. But we hope for this podcast the information uncovered encourages you to speak your truth regardless of who is around. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sienna's Soliloquies. If you haven't heard last week's episode, Why You Hate History, please check it out. I try to give you a brief explanation of why we have a disconnect to history and why it is such a bore to learn. And as always, everything stated in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and boils down to just me and my opinions. That's why it's called Sienna Soliloquies. All in all, when you're listening, I hope that if nothing else, you feel inspired and leave with something that gives you a boost to speak to who you are and to always step into your truth. All right, y'all, just want to let you know that this is part one of a two-part episode, maybe a three-part episode. We'll see how it goes. But this is part one of how in the hell are we going to get it together? All right, y'all, let's just get straight into it. Let me recap my week for you. As a teacher, if you don't know, I am a teacher and I am a teacher that is actively currently in the process of trying to leave my damn job. So this week starts out as it usually does, dragging to work in the morning, doing a couple of my affirmations throughout my drive, a few moments of what the fuck, what am I going to do today? What am I going to teach these kids? And then a sense of relief when I finally piece together a lesson plan. And I get there early enough to breathe for a few moments. Don't forget that in the midst of all of that, I'm also debating how the hell am I going to exit from education, okay? And so I get to school early enough, you know, to before the chaos kicks in so I can just take a couple of minutes and prepare for my day. At some point, which at some point I want y'all to know I'm only two weeks into the school year. At some point, two weeks into the school year, I have decided that, you know what, I have simply have had enough. The kids are not that bad. They're not really doing anything that's kind of crazy. They're not doing anything that's just like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. I've just had enough. And honestly, this is where it gets sticky for anybody who signs a contract. But because my experience is in education, this is where it gets sticky in education. When you're a teacher, you sign a contract, you agree to work for the district for a year. The contract is that the district is free to do whatever they want to do with you. So your principals, your whoever, whoever's in charge of you, they can release you without any um, confirmation, without any notice or anything like that. So that is cool for them, but you don't have that same um flexibility essentially so if you try to quit as a teacher what usually happens is education is very vindictive so they will come for your license and they will make it as hard as they can for you to ever come back into the classroom so that's just a little preview information so when you talk about teacher shortages and you talk about teachers who are leaving the classroom leaving mid-year leaving in the beginning of the year leaving at the end of the year the ones who make it to the end of the year it's because they might want to come back the ones who are leaving in the middle or in the beginning they don't give a fuck And you should know that and you should understand that teachers are leaving because they are so damn tired that they are willing to take a sanctions on their license, which restricts them um, teaching anywhere in that state for a certain period of time. 
So anyways, back to it. I have kids who just feel like they can say whatever they want to each other. I have kids who kind of just like, you know, kids, kids being little a-holes essentially so especially high school so you know i just decided it doesn't matter i feel like i deserve better than this and i don't need to deal with that so i make it known that i'm giving my termination letter and i'm just gonna exit out gracefully it's two weeks into the school year not that big of a deal and I am not, obviously, if you're in education, you know that that's not how it goes. You wish it could be that easy, but it's not. Essentially, I met with um, a hard a hard no, a hard concrete no, and it will not be acceptable. And there's going to be a lot of crap that comes with it. So fine. So I agreed to stay until I find a job which I'm mad about now because that's not what I said in the first place. So why am I going against what I said? Whatever, conversation for another day, podcast for another day. So anyways, so this is where I'm at. So I'm told that I have to stick it out because of the connections. So let me make this clear before I say this. Then I had someone else come to me and say, you should stick it out because of the connections and powers and what it could do for me. It could be really beneficial for me in the future if I choose to stay in education. So this leads me to our topic today. Are we really just supposed to give in because someone has power? Are we really just supposed to bow down because that's just how it goes? That's just how society is. And because this person is so well connected in this circle, so therefore we just have to stay and suck it up. Especially when you are on the cusp of starting to believe in yourself and your own power and start listening to what you actually can do. You actually start listening to yourself and believing that you could really do anything that you want to do. And now I'm just supposed to hold off or I'm supposed to do it half-assed or I'm supposed to not give my full undivided attention to it because so-and-so is well-connected. Don't get me wrong, I have love for my students, but the actual occupation that is teaching is draining, and it's draining my potential, and it's draining my livelihood. And I understand if you're saying, well, girl, what the fuck? Why did you even go back in the first place? Why did you even waste this man's time? Why did you waste your time? Period. And I agree with you. I totally understand what you're saying. That's why I'm trying to dip out two weeks. It's not good, but it's better than six months from now. And I can honestly tell you, money is tight. Period. And money's tight for everybody. And honestly, the easiest job that a teacher can get moving to a different state with a pending certified license, uh, with the pending certification is teaching. So it's very easy to shift vertically. I want to make that very clear. I didn't shift horizontally. I'm not shifting up and I'm not going down. I'm just moving linearly, linearly, linearly. Yes. I'm moving in a linear line. I'm just going from one place to the next place, right? So that's just the easiest job. Money's tight and I needed the benefits. Hindsight is definitely 2020 because baby, even when the check came, I was like, this is so not even worth my time. This is so not even worth me um, pushing forward. This is so not even worth me giving it another year 
I'm like, let's just stop wasting everybody's time here. And I don't want to sound ungrateful. You know, I never want to sound ungrateful for the positions that I'm in because there's a lot of people who would be really lucky to be in this position. But I also feel like we as a society do such a good job guilt tripping people into staying into positions that are not fully serving them or staying in a place in your life that is not fully serving you because you should just be grateful. And, you know, this comes with the generational thing, too, because, like, usually when I talk to older people, some older people, and I want to say this, shout out to all the veteran teachers that don't give a fuck. The reason why y'all are so real is because y'all are close to retirement. It's always the veteran teachers that have that I have had in my life from my first year teaching to my third year teaching that have always said, if you want to go do something, go do it. If I was you and I was your age and I was only two years in and I was only three years in or I was only one year in, I would have went and I would have did something else and I would have came back to this because these people don't want you to do it. So shout out to all of the older people who really recognize the real and who tell you it doesn't matter. You can come back to this. Now, they may not agree with me leaving mid-year. They might not agree with me leaving leaving in the beginning of the year because of the risk of my license, but essentially... They always say the same thing. They always say, just go for it. You're young. And if all else fails, you can come back. It's not that big of a deal. So there are those people that exist in education. But a majority of people in education do not think that way, do not feel that way, do not view it that way. They very much don't know what else they would do. And they very much feel stuck in their position. So... I am grateful for the position that I have, but just because I'm in a better position than somebody else doesn't mean that I shouldn't still strive for better or strive to be better or strive to do what I want to do or strive to take a chance on myself, to take a risk on myself and do something that's really out of my comfort zone. I don't think we should be guilt tripping people for wanting to just live their fucking lives and not wanting to feel some type of way. And if you're listening to this, just like I want to tell the people and who are above me, if this makes you feel some type of way, baby, you're triggered. Go talk to somebody else about it. Because it's not my fault that at my age, my moves and what I want to do makes you uncomfortable. So therefore, you feel like, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. Or maybe you should think about it. Or maybe you're just ungrateful. No, go talk to a therapist about it. Go talk to yourself about why you're so mad that somebody else is choosing to do something with their life. Because I want to say that I was met with those same conversations well, I was your age before and I understand what it feels like and da, da 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 but I stuck it through so you have to stick it through because I know that it can get better. It can be better. Baby, I'm not you. And that's what y'all don't understand. And I feel like if we just realized that people were operating from a place of projections most of the time, especially when you want to go out and do something, you would realize that you're not going to keep wasting your time pleasing people no matter what they carry so in some situations some people are very powerful and they will fuck it up for you that is the truth and some people will make people's lives hell i agree it is very true it does happen but i feel like at some point do you let the fear of that person or the fear of what could be negative 
continue to control you or do you decide I'm not dealing with it? Do you decide that you are divinely protected, divinely guided, divinely spoken to, divinely walking into any and everything that you do so damn bad that it doesn't matter who or what comes your way. You are going to take it head on and be your true self. See, I'm talking about my career. I'm talking about a career change. But I also feel like I'm talking to a lot of people who are in the same positions. Not with their careers, just like in their lives. Some people are very satisfied with their career, but maybe they're not in a great relationship, whether it's romantic or not, whether it's friendships, whether it's your own mental health. So that's what I've been thinking about. And that's what I've been really weighing on. Um, And if you believe that's what I've been praying on, been meditating on and really trying to like speak to that and really trying to like bring that power really forward and bring that power in front of my insecurities because just because I'm insecure and just because I feel some type of way doesn't mean I'm still not going to go for what I want to go for and that's what makes the difference okay y'all this was part one to finding out what the hell are we going to do with our lives. (laughs) So we're going to talk next week about the steps that we should take and the things that we should do. Once again, this podcast is only for entertainment purposes. I am not licensed in anything except teaching social studies. So don't take everything I say now, but think about it and see if it applies. If it works, it works. If it's not, then it's meant for somebody else. I will gather my resources. I will gather my expert opinions, and I will come to you next week with part two. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like, share, and subscribe. Follow me on a box of issues on Instagram and TikTok. Message me after you get to the end of this episode and let me know what did you think? What do you want to hear? How do you feel about this conversation? Love you guys. Talk to you later. You're listening to Sienna's Soliloquies. A soliloquy is a part of a play where the character speaks their thoughts and feelings out loud regardless of those around them. The purpose of this is to reveal important information or to learn more about a certain character. But we hope for this podcast the information uncovered encourages you to speak your truth regardless of who is around.